Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is episode 41 of More Than a Word. I'm joined this week by guest Scott Pecorello. Scott, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely. And we're going to be talking about the word grit today, which is something that a word, rather, that you, uh, you yourself were very passionate about having a conversation around. It's a word that I've been wanting to have a conversation around for a very long time, that when I've posed uh, some public opinions to my uh, listeners, they've over and over again said, we want to have a conversation about grit, we want to listen to this, and so I'm happy to finally give that to them and to finally yeah. listen and engage in that you know, learning experience myself. So I appreciate you coming on today and, and, and being willing to have that conversation and more so being excited about having of that course, conversation. Of course, absolutely. So Scott, just to start off, can you tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do to get going today? So I'm 22 years old. Uh, I'm the founder and CEO of Weather Optics, which is a weather data company. Um, and yeah, we, we basically translate raw weather data um, and sell it to different businesses. Awesome. Yeah. Very uh, unique company. Yeah. A little different. Say. Very unique venture. Very unique interest. Yep. Everything about it is uh, not what a 22-year-old is generally interested in, even more so not what most people. I, I've, I I've said this that. to you a couple times now. I don't think I've ever met a weather executive, period, yeah. um, let alone one that is 22. So it's a very interesting uh, you know, line of work to be in, I would yeah. say. Um, so I'm curious, you know, we're, we'll get into that more later, but what does the word that you're so passionate about and, and love so much, what does grit mean to you, Scott? So, so to me, grit is really about um, dealing with issues and, and never letting the issues get the best of you, right? So. Every time there's a problem, you find a solution, you persevere past it. Mm. Um, I think that's simply, as simply put as you can, that's, that's what grit is to me. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, and I would agree. And grit, interestingly, is a very, uh, what we would call buzzword now, right? It's, yeah. it's been used over and over and become almost cliche in a lot of spaces, you know, speaking spaces and entrepreneurial spaces Absolutely. as something that you have to have that is a non-negotiable factor, which I think you and I would both agree with in our own respective you know, rights and our journeys. Um, but with that, with that cliche nature of it, there is truth, right? It Absolutely. is, as we, again, could both attest to. And I'm curious in your personal journey where, where you've experienced that truth, right? So what, what has grit looked like to you in an yeah. actionable form as you have kind of transcended your adolescence as a weather professional, <laughs> data analyst, mixture yeah. of all these things, right? So I'm curious to kind of hear more about that. Yeah, so, so I started this weather blog when I was 11 or 12 years old. I was in middle school. Um, I was interested in weather from a very, very young age. Um, and I think over time, my goal with that, with that blog was to turn it into a business. And it took a solid 10 years for that to happen. But I don't really think about that kind of length of time because it's something that I'd love to do. It's something I'm interested in. Um, so over and over again, every time that I tried to turn this blog into a business, I was 12 years old, every problem we had, there was never a time where I was really willing to stop um, trying to make my goal happen. And I think that comes from a place of passion. I like to say I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with what I'm doing. Um, so every time there was an issue, every time it didn't seem viable for a 18-year-old, 19-year-old to start a weather company, um, none of that really phased me um, or deterred me. And I think over and over again, um, my goal was just so clear that every time there was a problem, I, I pushed past it and 
where I am today is, is kind of where I, I want to be. Yeah, and you mentioned a couple things there that I think are integral parts to what grit means, yeah. right? And you, you mentioned passion. You also kind of described purpose, love, all these things that kind of in one capacity or another pour into in a successful run or, or experience with the idea of grit. Yeah. Um, and so I'm curious for you, why weather? Like why at 11 was that <laughs> I need to write about the weather today, Yeah. you know? Yeah, it was. it's something that I, I think I still can't really answer to today. Um, since I was like five or six years old, I've just been super interested in the weather. Um, I was telling you earlier, I, I found a video of me a few weeks ago from when I was six years old of me just holding a camera in front of a computer, a five-day weather forecast, and just trying to tell everyone what the weather was going to be. I think it's one of those things that I, I kind of just found interesting, and it never really went away. Um, and I don't really question it. Um, I know I love it. I know I'm interested in it. So I kind of just go with it, and, and that's what I've been doing since. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There was a period of time where I wanted to be a weatherman. Yeah. By yeah. the way, I think around first grade. Now that That's I'm, great. Everyone at some point or another is is uh, a little enticed, I think. You know, the, it, I think it's it might be being on TV or so. Who knows yeah, what it is, yeah. right? Everyone thinks that that's what a meteorologist is. Exactly. Simply that. But no, it, it's it's interesting that, you know, you started at this young age. And now, yep. even though you're not doing this, you're not just strictly doing an, an 11-year-old's blog. Yeah. Um, you are at a point where you're still working with that same interest, which I do Absolutely. think is something that's slightly different than what a lot of people experience. Yeah. I hear a lot of people um, you know, who, who are in something that they love now, but that's not what they were at 10 years ago. Right. And right. so was there anything about you know, your journey that kept you anchored or were you just, do you believe, lucky to find that thing that you had an everlasting you know, a supply of grit and love yeah. and passion for. I would say luck had a lot to do with it. The fact that I was able to find, I mean, some people go through their whole lives and they don't find something they're passionate about. And the fact that at age six or seven, I found something that I'm still pretty much just as passionate about, I think is very lucky. Um, and I really think that is the root of everything, right? The, the reason that something awful could happen to weather optics and, and we could have a huge setback and that wouldn't really phase me, I think it was right back to just being so passionate about the end goal, which is to you know really disrupt the weather industry, um, to create something that's successful, to start from nothing and create something, and then also to kind of keep that dream alive of that ten-year-old who was like, "Let me start a weather blog and see where it takes me." Um, so I think all of that uh, you know got me to where I am today, and, and will keep propelling me forward. Yeah, for sure. And and I want to jump into your work now a little yeah. more um, because I myself probably still don't understand it fully. Uh, it seems very um, complex yet important. Yeah. And so we, you had also mentioned to me earlier that whether something that, you know, as we were saying, we don't know a lot of weather executives, but also right. just people in general don't necessarily always think about the weather as the it's very niche group of people, yeah, yeah. the sexiest thing in the world, or the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, even on a surface level, but let alone the science behind yes. it, right? Yes. And so, what is your organization doing that is maybe different than a weather.com? Sure. So yeah, so that's like the most common question I get, right? <laughs> you have a weather company. What's different about you and, and weather.com? Um, and really what it is is that we're selling weather information and data to other businesses. So okay. a weather.com is going to tell you there's a 50% chance of rain on Saturday and you're going to be fine with that because you're, you're a person, you don't really need to know much more detail. But when you have these large corporations that need to know where they're delivering uh, food and, and supplies um, and really nitty-gritty details about the weather, they need really accurate, um, there's an opportunity there for us. So we're taking all this raw weather data, we're taking the amount of rain, whether it's rain or snow, how much fell. Um, and we're translating that into impact information 
um, that we know businesses are going to care about because we're also, while I might be obsessed with the weather, I'm, I'm aware that other people don't really know why they should care. Um, but the truth is that weather kind of affects everything that a business does day to day. Um, I was telling you earlier, you know, a two degree temperature change is actually going to impact um, whether someone goes out and buys clothing or not. So we're kind of capitalizing on that opportunity. Um, we know that these businesses should care about what the weather is, so we're taking raw weather data, translating it into impact information, and then selling that to businesses. Sure, that's uh, that's very different, yeah. right? And and I think that it's very interesting that you've created this for yourself, but also even stumbled into the existence of, or maybe it was the lack of existence yep. of this thing that, yep. that now you're doing it as your full-time gig. Very, very interesting there. Um, but with, with that in mind, like where I often find that things that I'm super passionate about, and in this case, I mean kind of concepts, not necessarily a, a, f a field of work, but right sure. for you, we're talking about grit. Sure. You're very obviously very passionate about this word, yep. what it's done for you, what it's offered you. And, and I often find that with those type of things for me, I often quantify them in my own life after I've experienced them, right. if that makes sense, right? Yeah. So I've felt it, I've gone through something and then I'm like, wait, that really, that thing that I just felt helped me, what was that? Did you have a similar experience with grit? And if so, like where was the time in your life where you yeah. introduced like to the concept? You were, this is what that is. This is the thing that I yeah. need and that has gotten me to where I'm at today. I saw this book and maybe you could post a link uh, in the podcast after, but Certainly. it's called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it was basically talking about how the number one indicator of whether or not someone's gonna be successful, it's not their IQ, it's not their education, it's not what they majored in, it's how many times they failed and they tried again over and over to the point where it's like ridiculous. It's mm -hmm. like, dude, you know, give up already, it's not gonna work. Um, but the people who really find success are the people who don't really care about that mm. and who will fail um, and then keep trying, keep learning, keep trying. Um, so I think when I read that book, I didn't decide to actively change something, but I realized it was what I was doing and right. that I was on this really good path. And, and so far, it's, it's worked out. So Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And with weather, <laughs> I, I was just thinking about this. With weather, it's interesting because weather to me is probably the most consistent grit-invoking attribute in my life right yeah. it's something that I live in Arizona for most of the year now I'm from the Midwest Columbus Ohio in yep. Columbus the weather you can have all four seasons in an hour essentially sure. Sure. in Arizona the Sun's out every day the same. temperature falls about the same pattern of fluctuation day yep. to day um, and when I went there I kind of had this weird feeling certain days and, and eventually I realized that it was because the grit that I had to have and the, the ability to adapt that I had to have in Ohio because you never know. Right. I didn't have to have in Arizona. And it almost brought this little bit of complacency, this yeah. like essence of complacency into a, an aspect of my life. And, and I realized that it's really interesting how weather does determine so much of even like our mood, the yeah. way we go about activities. Yeah, you don't realize Yeah, it. exactly. And so I think that's a really fascinating place where you're tapping into that in a different way. Yeah. But it's a, the kind of grit on the other side of the equation. It fueled you to do this work and now you're almost doing this work that I don't even think, I kind of realized this and I was like, that's a weird thought. But it, <laughs> yeah. weather is kind of this it's true. invoking part of life. So It's true. It's part of your everyday life um, and people don't realize it. And that's that kind of presents an opportunity in, in itself. And we have no control over it. No also, control. Which I, I think, think that's part of what I love about it is the, the amount of unpredictability mm. and the lack of control. Um, something about that's really fascinating. You can't do anything if it's going to be a big storm. Um, you can only try to predict it. Right? Yeah. So. 
and I think are the kind of strain of grit, if you will, that we need to arm ourselves with to deal with something that's out of our control. Yep. Or, you know, weather is obviously a very simple thing. Right. Uh, not simple in the science, but, you know, it's something small that we deal with every of day, course. a small consistent piece, but then at larger scale things that are out of our control. Yeah. The, the grit, you know, it's different. Do you have any instances in your life where you can think of where the grit was different than just simply, you know, starting a business, trying, failing, or whatever it may be, iterating yeah. within a business? Is there anything that is kind of out of the box form of grit for you that sure. you've dealt with? Something that I would say uh, doesn't perfectly align with the definition of grit we're talking about um, is the fact that I, I left school early, right? So um, I didn't graduate from Syracuse. I went to Syracuse University for a year. Um, and I, I didn't really see the connection between what I was learning at Syracuse and what I wanted to do in my life. Mm. Um, so that was an example of me hitting problems, right? The education system just wasn't, wasn't perfect for me, wasn't serving me what I needed it to serve. Um, and rather than persevere through that, I decided to leave and do my own thing. But I still think that that's a gritty thing. That was a, that was a risk, that was something that was different, um, but it was all to kind of accomplish this, this goal that I have of, of creating this weather business and really making it something. Um, and so that was a hard decision I had to make, um, but I, I think it was probably the best decision that I've, I've made to this date. Yeah, and, and it is a unique decision in some respects, or at least in the kind of circles that, you know, I've grown up in it yeah. and others have grown up in that, that I'm around. And, and oftentimes college is this social norm, this yep. expectation. You go to college, you get your degree, you sure. get a job. And that's kind of the cycle. Right. And, I'm, and I am in a educational right. structure still, but I... I find that my maximized impact in that environment is different than is often the one that is preached or practiced sure, uh, sure. by by a lot of people. And so that's interesting to me that you did take the kind of the fullest extent of that risk of yeah. of dropping out of you know leaving the school yeah. um, on your own terms because think, you believed yeah. in what you were doing. And I think that education, you know, you've said it before, it, it wasn't right for you. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean it all wasn't right for you. It, it, it's like anything, right? There's a balance. Right. It's about maximizing it in the best way for yourself. I think I think the education system works well for a lot of people, um, but I think there's a lot of people that it leaves out, people that know what they want to do, um, and education isn't necessarily testing those skills that they're really good at, right? So if you're not a, a memorizer, you're not a good test taker, you're not interested in statistics, um, and everything you want to do in life is unrelated to those things, then why are you sitting eight hours in a classroom trying to learn those skills if you know that what you're good at is not really a part of that, right? So that's kind of where I was coming from. And, and once I realized that I was doing, um, I was going through our education system to be normal um, and to be like my friends, that's, I feel like, kind of when it clicked for me that there wasn't a point in, in staying there if I knew what I wanted to do. Sure. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense. And you're, what you're alluding to is this idea of autonomy, yeah. which I believe is the absolute pillar of autonomy and practicality. You've alluded sure. to both of those. I believe those are the two pillars that education needs to stand on yep. um, because we need to think with, with self-awareness, armed with self-awareness at all times, which, you know, not to get on my little rant here, but comes from a vulnerable mindset in my yeah. opinion, um, but then also with a practical uh, uh, kind of infrastructure right. built around right. it, right? We were, yeah, we were, we were talking briefly before um, about how there were things that I learned in school that because of the way they were taught, they didn't click with me. But then when I, when I practiced them at hand in my business, they clicked with me. Um, I had a whole different understanding of them and a much better one. Yeah. So I think it's really about you know, 
putting things to work and actually doing them for yourselves. Right, absolutely. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's obviously cool to see you in that light, taking that step for yourself. Yeah. Um, but I think that you would probably, correct me if I'm wrong, what I've heard you say is that it's all about, again, the self-awareness of that was right for you. Absolutely. Right? It's not right for everybody, exactly. but I, I do believe there are people who it's right for and, and there's this jump that you have to take. Or it's Certainly. Risk. Yeah. Certainly. And did that take any, I would imagine that this is a yes, but did that take any uh, grit from on your part in, in, in any particular moments of making that decision of I'm going to take this massive leap outside of the yeah. social construct for myself? The toughest part was the judgment from other people, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of people who it's a foreign concept to. It makes no sense to not get a degree, to not go through the education system. It's like this crazy thing. Um, so to get over that was really tough. But like I said before, I think it's probably the best thing I ever did because now my focus is on what I want to be doing and what I love to do, and it's, I'm watching it work. Um, so I, I, I kind of have justified, I, I think, at least for myself, my decision to, to leave school. Yeah, no, that's yeah. so true. And I think that judgment from others is often the biggest, largest, and greatest. Absolutely place where we deal with yeah. grit and where we need to arm ourselves with yeah. that that important part of life so Absolutely. it's fascinating but you know scott i really appreciate you coming on the show yeah. today i appreciate the time the knowledge and your, your story you, as well it's uh it's been a interesting conversation a very different one in the sense of you know weather weather expert weather professional yeah. as i said don't think I've ever met one of those in, in the at least anywhere. Well, now you have. Yeah. Yeah. Now I have, you know. So, yeah. you know, battling technical difficulties here. <laughs> We're up in the, your beautiful office space, yes. which I Thank really you. appreciate yeah. you having me into yeah. and, and looking out here at the Empire State Building in Midtown Manhattan. Not There's nothing more you could ask for, yeah. right? So yeah. thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, man.